Welcome to the Broad Story Project. In these times of COVID-19, the world is a crazy jungle of contradictions. One place Broad's instinctively turned to for solace is our memories, stories from our pasts that have shaped us and remain part of us, defining what we value and what gives us joy. Suez Jacobson leads this project. She is a writer, the executive producer of the film Wild Hope, and serves on the Broad's board of directors. Hi, I'm Suez Jacobson. Welcome to the Great Old Broads podcast. Today, we're really lucky to have Eliza Murphy with us. Hi, Eliza. Hello, Suez. Eliza, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started with your story. Okay, I am living in Eugene, Oregon at the moment in the smoke-filled Willamette Valley of the Cascadia bioregion. I originated in, my original home is in upstate New York, uh, where I spent my formative years backpacking in the Adirondack Mountains, which is my spiritual homeland, even though I haven't lived there for decades. It's still a place that's informed me. I recently um, just lost my job as a psychiatric nurse. I am also a writer. I'm working on a book about roadkill. And uh, I'm an artist who makes things out of found objects, including sometimes bits of roadkill. And they're often shrines to the animals that um, lose their lives as a result of trying to get somewhere in a human-dominated landscape, as well as an homage and a, uh, to their survivors and their descendants. Wow, that's a big portfolio. <laughs> so many things going on. That's wonderful. Well, Eliza, how did you get involved with the Broads? Um, loosely through Oregon Wild. Um, I went with Chandra to um, see the uh, some of the areas where um, they're trying to establish a monument, a Doug Fir monument in Central Oregon near the where. The fires are raging right now, and that's how I learned about the broads. Well, this story project has come out of a sort of a search for solace and memory for us when we're facing these very challenging times, and you specifically there. So what story do you want to share with us? It was hard to choose. However, upon reflection, I, I think... I would love to take listeners to the high peaks of the Adirondacks, to a moment in the fall, a series of moments, when I had just come off of two mountains, Colvin and Blake, in the high peaks region. It was a glorious autumn day, crystal clear skies, beautiful foliage. I mean, it's just a kaleidoscope of oranges and reds and crimsons and golds. And I come down off of these this mountain ridge, and I was heading down toward Lower Off Sable Lake, which is tucked in between these mountains that are, by Western standards, are not particularly old or not particularly high or large, but very difficult to climb with um, arduous ascents and descents. And I was pretty tired. 
by the time I got down. It was a, it's a really long day trip. And as I saw the light on the lake that was just shimmering and pewter and gorgeous, I started noticing way out in the middle of the lake, monarch butterflies were making their migration. And they were flying alone or in twos or in threes. And it was just remarkable that they could come across this huge body of water. And I sat for a while at the end of the lake before moving on, just marveling at these wanderers. And um, I knew I was losing the light. And plus, I was in a valley, so it gets darker quicker. So I went around to the other side of the lake, and I started back to the trailhead when I started to see lots of monarch butterflies. I was by myself, and there was no one else on the trail that day. And all of a sudden, I was completely surrounded by monarch butterflies. And the the wings are just thicker and thicker and thicker. And then I looked at these trees along the edge of the trail, and it was just these living ribbons of ebony and orange, this carnelian. It was, and they were just streaming, these streams, these ribbons, these streamers of butterflies in this tree. You couldn't see any bark. You couldn't see any branches. There were thousands of them in this, in, the, in this one spot. And I didn't want to move because I, I, I didn't want to disturb them. I didn't want the moment to end. And it was just, I felt like I was outside of time. And then, of course, I had to keep going because I wasn't really prepared to be on this trail in the dark. So that was um, probably one of my top most um, magical experiences in the backcountry that I can recall as vividly as that. And wow, you really took us there. I could I could feel and see exactly what you felt and saw that day. That's an amazing story. So when we think of these stories that matter so much to us, what do you think that tells us about what's important to us versus what society often tells us is important to us? Oh. Uh, the exquisite visceral sensation of having my feet on the changing terrain, the tough terrain, the hard terrain, the soft terrain, my head just um, filled with these um, images that were just, just etching on my on my memory, just etching the the rock, the moss the trees, the water, the light, the butterflies, and just being completely immersed in the moment and connected to the, all of the elements and feeling the life force and feeling totally connected with those butterflies. I felt like they were taking bits of me with them on their flight south with my wishes for their safe journey to their destination. Oh, that's incredible. 
It is when we get out into the wild, we realize those deep connections that sustain us in times like these. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people out there who are struggling, wow, with so many things, wildfires, racial injustice, COVID-19, economic injustice, environmental injustice? Do you have any words of advice for all of us? Celebrate what's wild within us, the wild urges, the incredible um, urge to connect with one another and feel the life force that's common to all of us, all of us who are living on a world that's undergoing an incredibly destructive febrile state. The earth is suffering from a fever. We have to do all we can to help bring its temperature down. For me, that's that's what's important. And we have to be kind to one another and grateful for all that is still living. And I wish I knew how to be better at grieving because I don't know about everyone else, but... The sorrows pile up, the losses pile up, and the grief is real. And it's too much for a lot of people to bear, but love earth. Sit quietly, listen to what the earth is saying to us and its creatures are saying to us. And write poems, make art, connect with one another. Yeah, isn't it funny how when we're all in grade school, we all write poetry and and we all draw and paint and dance and somehow it gets weaned out of us. And I think this has been a wonderful time to stop and sit and and remember the joy in those little things, which are big things, actually. Yes, absolutely. You know, just lying in bed before the smoke hit and listening to the crickets, I felt more alive than... I've felt any time just listening to the crickets, um, watching the hummingbirds chase each other. I mean, that's a gift to watch the hummingbirds chase one another and have them close up and see the see their feathers shimmer and shine and flash red, this beautiful ruby red. That is so priceless. Recently at, at my cabin in... South Park, I got to look a few hummingbirds right in the eye, and that's certainly an experience as they hover there with that one eye looking at you. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, it, it, it's a comfort to have that um, connection with the other-than-human world. What a gift, yeah. Well, Eliza, it's been wonderful to hear your stories and your Great advice, and um, boy, we all hope the smoke will clear soon, that we'll get some rain and and move on. Well, not move on, but learn, certainly learn and move on. Thank you so much for being with us. You are so welcome. I'm honored to be here, and I wish everyone a safe journey through this with long-lasting bouts of joy that erupt unannounced. Oh, wonderful. Wow, what a great... What a great way to end. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
Wild oh, gratitude gosh. to you, Suez. Oh, to you too, Eliza. Thank you. Don't miss the next episode of the Broad Story Project. You'll find links to other stories on our website under news 